0: Welcome again to those of you who are guests here this morning, and we are glad that you're here, and we're glad that you can be here with us to worship God and also to hear uh, some truth from God's Word. I realize there's no small coincidence that the The song before I get up to speak is leaning on the everlasting arms because that's probably I think feels like what everybody in the room is doing is sort of leaning over. So I realize I'm under a lot of pressure today. I also realize there are a lot of kiddos in the room and I appreciate the mothers and fathers who have brought them because um, you have a choice. So we talk about that quite often and just to let you know. That We have some options for you. Uh, we have the training room uh, right over there and the attended nursery if you feel like you're just leaning too much and you're not getting anything out. And we want to help you in whatever way we can. So we make those available to our guests as well as to our members and glad that you're here this morning because we do know that is a choice that you make. Of course, the theme for conference this year was Trust His Path, and so I thought what I would do for the message this morning is just uh, dovetail a message that kind of went right along with the theme. Uh, now, uh, can I do just a public polling of the audience? How many of you know, by raising of your hand, what the theme verse is for the conference this weekend? Okay, I hope most of the men's hands are down. All right, uh, if you can tell me, what is the verse? Sound like the Sour of Babel this morning, okay? Try it again. What's the theme verse for conference this weekend? Very good. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is a fantastic verse. I've, I've had that verse as a part of my life. When I graduated from high school, the church where I graduated from gave us these little, uh, the church, the, the, the church I was attending when I graduated high school. Let's say it that way. Um, the, uh, well, that's an interesting thought about graduating from church. Uh, well, don't chase that squirrel today. Okay. When I, when I graduated from high school, the church I was attending had a graduation ceremony like we're going to have for our seniors, and one of the things that they gave us is the graduating class of 1996, oh good grief, I'm old, um, the, uh, the was this framed plaque of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and I will not forget, it sat on my desk uh, in my home and at college for many, many years. In fact, i When I moved here to Northside, it was one of the things that adorned my office for quite a long time. It's a well-known verse. It's a well-loved verse. In fact, it's one of the first memory verses that our children learn when they enter into the safari to the sun. It's uh, easy to remember, and it relays a powerful truth. It's so easy to remember, in fact, that let's just speak it together this morning, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. If, If you will, please read the words in pink. Okay, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. That verse is so true and easy to remember. And yet, if we're honest, sometimes it's very hard to apply. Even for people of faith, even for believers in Christ, followers of the way, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is known in the head, but we struggle applying it in the heart. So this morning, I want to tell you a a story that lives out the truths of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. We're going to go to Matthew 14. If you're in your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 14, about verse 22. This is kind of our anchor text, but you say, well, you said we're going to talk about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and now you're going to Matthew 14. I hope you'll see where I'm going, because once you see this story through the prism of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you'll understand uh, how true it is and how important it is. Proverbs chapter 14, I apologize, Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 22, immediately... He made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. And while he while he himself dismissed the crowds, after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on a mountain to pray, by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat, by this time, was a long way from land, beaten by the wind. Uh, By the waves for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and they said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, take heart. It is I do not be afraid. Now we've read this story, we've studied it in Bible class, our children know it, we've learned it at VBS. But can I take you back there? Can I give you a visual depiction? Can we, can we take us back to that dark and stormy night? Well, how about we just turn the lights off and take us back to a dark and stormy night on a sea that was rocking to and fro. I couldn't get the auditorium to rock to and fro, so you'll just have to imagine that, okay? But as the lights go out, I want to show you how this was depicted in in a movie called The Son of God. In Matthew chapter 14, the verses that we just read, shown in visual depiction. Several lessons from this well-known story. There are several lessons about trust and trusting His path in this depiction of Peter walking on the water. The first is that we've got to trust Him in the storm. Proverbs chapter three verse five, if you'll remember, says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart." Now, I think most of us here would say this morning that we do. But can I gently say to you that it's quite easy to trust in the Lord from the security of the shore and the safety of the boat? You see, the disciples would have said that they trusted Jesus. But it was only when they were sent out into the storm and when Jesus called Peter upon the water that their faith was really tested for what it was. Now, if you're here this morning and you are in a storm, I mean, your your little boat is just taken on water and the wind is ever against you and you think, why in the world would God give me this storm? Well, think about it. Did Jesus know that the storm was coming with the disciples? He absolutely did. And yet he sent his disciples into the boat and onto the sea. There was a time when they were without Jesus, and and presumably the storm got worse and worse until they were really in the thick of it. I ask you this morning, are you in the midst of the storm? This is your greatest opportunity to show your trust in the Lord. Oh, it's easy to do when you're on the safe shore. It's easy to do when skies are sunny and without a cloud in the sky. But in my estimation, that's not really faith. It was the kind of faith that he needed them to have. If you're in the storm this morning and you're wondering if he knows, and more importantly, you're wondering if he cares, let me encourage you, daughters, he certainly does in both cases. He knew the disciples were going into the storm, and he sent them into the storm for a reason and for a purpose. It's the same The second thing we, we need to learn from this Matthew chapter 14 is that we have got to trust him. Well, let's keep reading. Matthew chapter 14, verse, I believe, 28. Lord, Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and came to Jesus. The second thing we need to learn is that we've got to We've got to trust him and step out. Jesus had several disciples that were in the boat, but only one of them had the courage to step out of the boat. There's a difference between the type of disciple who puts his faith and his trust and his hope in the boat Versus the faith and trusting disciple who puts his faith in the Messiah. As Jesus came to them on the water, these trained fishermen had every reason in the world not to trust him. And for sure not to get out of the boat. But there was one who did trust him. He's the one who stepped out in faith. And I love in the video when when they're kind of saying, Peter, no, no, what are you doing? because that is so true when you choose to trust Jesus and to step out in faith it's not like that the instant that you step out everybody's going yeah yay no 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 that's not what people are doing they're mocking you. They're questioning you. They're, they're wondering if you're thinking clearly. They all, all of the people in the boat had to be doing this. And I want to encourage you this morning. If you're at a place in your life where you're in the stepping out moment, where you need to make the phone call or write the letter or start the business or start the idea, and you have to do that, you have to take that first single step. But as you do, there are people, there are critics. Oh, the critics, how they, some people find, some people love to criticize like there's a reward for giving it out. I mean, that you just got to you just got to ignore those critics and do what God's called you to do. To step out anyway, even when they mock you, even when they challenge you, even when they question you, even when they gossip about you. Step out anyway, because you know what happens? Some of the very best stuff in the world with Jesus happens only when you step outside the boat. Ignore the critics, ignore the questions, trust in your Savior and step out of the boat. And because Peter did, he forever and always was the winner of the game called top that. You know, it didn't matter after that happened with Jesus and the disciples, you know, forevermore when Peter was fishing with them, he would say something like, you know, holding the line there, he'd say, that's really good being on the water with you guys. But uh, it's nothing like when I was on the water. And he got to experience that. The only other human being besides Jesus that I know of that walked on water is Peter. And do you know why he did that? Not because he was so great. Not because what he did was awesome. But because the one of whom he had his faith in that allowed him to walk on water. And we, we, we jump ahead. We know that Peter sank. We know all of that. But, but I just want to stick right here for just a moment and say, if you're at that point where you're stepping out, be not afraid. Don't listen to your critics. Listen to the Lord and trust him and step out and step out of your boat that is your comfort zone and step onto the water. Some of the greatest things with God's people happen only when we choose to step out of the boat. Let's go back to our Bibles, Matthew chapter 14, verse 30. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And so we just got through saying, oh, you know, Peter's faith was great, but but Peter got distracted. And so this leads us to our third lesson. We not only need to trust him in the storm and not just trust him and step out, but we need to trust him as we're on the water. Peter had every reason in the world, if you think about it, he had every reason in the world, especially with his trade and occupation, to worry. Friend, fishermen, don't go out into a storm. And when they're in the storm, the the, the thing that you want to do more than anything is remain in the boat. Now His reason, his ration, his logic, everything that was within him was pushing against him. Proverbs 3, 6 says, But in all your ways acknowledge or submit to him. In all your ways submit to him. The, the, the text there in Proverbs is referring to a submission of the heart. Now, I want to ask you this morning, have you submitted your heart to him? Now, what I mean by that is, In Church of Christ lingo, it's obeying the gospel. It's doing what he said to do. And there's part of that that's speaking to submission. But there's a deeper part when you trust in the Lord without fear, without worry, without hesitation. This morning, I stand before you needing to make a confession. Here it is. There are... Many, many things I do not understand about women. I was waiting for a few amens on that, but anyway. (laughs) But I do know this. In my 39 years in this world, I have learned one truth that is beyond question. And that is this, that women worry Now that's not a a sexist comment. Men worry too, but it's different. In fact, what I decided to do is make a little list here of, of the things that women worry about. You worry about dating. You worry about being single. You worry about your wedding day. You worry about your husband. You worry about being married. You worry about being divorced. You worry about getting pregnant you worry about being pregnant, you worry about your children, you worry about being unable to have kids. You worry about your parents, you worry about your friends, you worry about your friend's parents. You worry about what you eat, you worry about what you shouldn't eat, you worry about what you don't eat, you worry about being alone, whether at a restaurant On a jogging path or in a parking garage. You worry about doing it wrong. You worry about never getting it right. You worry about your appearance. You worry about every imperfection on your body far more than anyone else ever does. You worry about your clothes. You worry about your makeup. You worry about your skin. You worry about your weight. You worry about the news. You worry about the fake news. You worry about what you saw on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You worry about not yet having a Snapchat. You worry about why you weren't included. You worry about why you're missing out. You worry about why your life isn't nearly as perfect as theirs seems to be. And you worry about spending too much time on your phone. You worry about accepting a compliment. You worry about being good enough. You worry about letting others down. You worry that you just don't measure up as a wife, as a mom, as a sister, and as a daughter. You worry about being too assertive, and you worry about being too passive. You worry about being a stay-at-home mom. You worry about being a working mom. You worry about what someone said. You worry about what you didn't say. You worry about the way she looked at you. You worry about why he doesn't look at you. You worry about your past. You worry about your future. You worry about everything. You worry about how much you worry. And you worry that you may not worry enough. And if someone tries to tell you to relax and not be so uptight, well, it only makes you worry. When I think of all the things which women struggle with, it's right here, especially in the midst of Peter's battle. He he says, but in all your ways, submit to him. What was it that sunk Peter? Was it the wind? Was it the waves? Was it the storm? No, it was fear that sunk him. It was fear that pulled his heart away from his master from his rabbi, from his teacher. See, all the other things would be taken care of. But if Peter let worry get in the way, if fear would rule the day, then that's when we begin to sink. It was true for Peter, and it's true for us as well. I want to ask you, what are the wind and the waves in your life? What are you worrying about? What are you looking to and focusing on instead of Jesus Turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, just eight chapters earlier, Jesus gives us a very important truth, specifically from the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew six twenty-five. therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink or about your body or what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? You, you want a pro tip? And most women, when I preach about worry, they go, oh, that's great. You, you, know, you got it right. You got me. You got me. But what I do about that? A pro tip is what Jesus suggested. Look at the birds. Birds in the air, birds on the ground. There's not birds in here. I couldn't pull that off. Look at the birds. Not a single one of those birds will fall apart from the eye of your Father. Those birds are going to be fed and taken care of. I mean, I know those birds are awfully surprised and really were thinking spring was going to be here by now. But God's going to take care of them. And God's going to take care of you. So don't fill your heart with worry and fear and lose on the greatest opportunity of your life to trust in Jesus, even on the water. And finally, Matthew chapter 14, back to Matthew 14, about verse 32. When they got out of the boat, the wind ceased and those in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Here's the last thing I want you to get. I want you to understand that you've got to trust him under the water. I have this picture in my office um, by an artist named, a Korean artist named Young Sung Kim. And this, this picture to me is so powerful. And it presents Jesus in a way that I think most people need to see Jesus. Because there's a lot of people who come to a church, come to a faith conference, come to come to a, a, a weekend like this or a, a morning like today. And they go, yeah, but that's for all those people who are still on dry land. That's not for me. Because I slipped, I stumbled, I, I filled my heart with worry, my, my focus got off and I just sunk. And I love how they portrayed and the, You know, in the in the in my mind, I always had that Peter kind of sunk very slowly, but I just think. How they did it was much better. I mean, he just, as soon as he saw the lightning, the thunder, he just went down like that. And I think there are women, especially, who fear that once they're sunk, they're sunk. That once they're under the water, they're too far gone. And you need to know, you need to hear from me this morning with all my heart to tell you that you are never beyond the reach of Jesus. And he reached down and grabbed Peter and pulled him up. And he'll pull you up. Just don't sink yourself. Just stop sinking. Just let him pull you up. Reach up and grab his hand and let him pull you up onto the shore. Proverbs 3, 6 says, he will make your paths straight. It doesn't say you're always going to choose the right path. There are going to be some times when you take the wrong path. Against other people's advice, by your own wisdom, for whatever reason, you take the wrong path. Proverbs 3, 6 does not say that you will always choose the right path. It says he will make your path straight. I believe no one is beyond the reach of Jesus. I mean, just think about it. How did Jesus react when Peter sank? What did Jesus come out there to do? Do you think he just watched as Peter sank going, yeah, I knew he was going to sink. No. Peter brought him out there so that he could understand that when he messed up, because keep keep in mind, Peter's messed up, but he hasn't messed up like he's going to mess up. He's going to deny his risen Lord. And you want to know the guilt and the sinking feeling that he's going to have in his heart? You know how Satan's going to use that against him to keep Peter from being the leader and the man that Jesus has in mind for him to be? Jesus knows when you're sinking. He knows when you're sunk. And if you'll just reach up to him, his hand is not too far away. His arm is not too short to save. Please don't forget to trust him even when you feel sunk. May we not forget that no matter where you are in the story, whether you are in the boat, whether you're stepping out, whether you're on the water, whether you're under the water, to trust him. In all things. Now, let's talk about th- Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 once more. In the storm, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Stepping out, lean not on your own understanding. Trust Him on the water in all your ways. Submit to Him. Don't give way to fear and to worry. And He will make your path straight even under the water. Peter's simple advice for for all of us here today, whatever stage we're at and wherever we are in the Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 journey, three simple words. Just trust him. Just trust him. Trust him wherever you are in the journey. Peter had to trust Jesus at every single point When they left him on the boat, when they were in the storm, when he was stepping out, even as he was sinking, Peter had to trust him. And we have to do the same thing. And wherever you are, I want to encourage you this morning, you can still trust him. You can still put your hope fully and completely in him. He saved Peter through the storm and through the water, and he can save you from the storm through the water. This morning, if you have not trusted Christ by obeying him, or if you're prevented from trusting Christ fully by filling your heart with worries and fears, may you not forget Peter's simple advice to all of us. Wherever you are this morning, if you have a need to come to Christ or to return to Christ, there's no better time to do that than now. You can walk forward and we'll pray with you and for you, whatever need you might have. Once you come together as we stand and sing.